Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's time time for 10 dozen minutes of stuttering with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. Happy New Year. I am Mr. Skullhead, and Jake will be on the line shortly. And that noise that you hear that's coming from the space heater in here, I will turn off because I would rather freeze than give you a bad show. That's just how I roll. So uh, let's call Jake, see what he's doing about uh, thinking, sleeping, dreaming. Hello, Mr. Skull. Hey, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you, buddy. Buddy. Don't call me buddy, pal. How's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. I uh, survived drinking way more than I should on New Year's Eve without getting hungover or sick. Nice. What'd you drink? Where'd you go? What'd you do? We went to a party. We left Ollie with Grandma, and Ollie stayed up until 11 o'clock. But uh, we didn't have to deal with him the next day, so that was fine. And uh, we went to a party with a bunch of friends at just at somebody's house. I drank a uh, Ruination uh, Stone Black Imperial IPA. Okay. It's like one of those big bottles of delicious yeah, like a bomber. stone brewery goodness. And then, you know, like a glass of champagne... A couple of shots of scotch. Well, just kind of going around the party, everybody has a bottle and you just have to drink out of them. Wait, really? Is that how that works? Well, everybody had a bottle of something in addition to the cans of beer and bottles of beer that were going around. Plenty of of scotches. Some whiskeys. So not like a pass the bottle around and drink right out of the bottle like some sort of hobo or some sort of savage. Yeah, I mean, we weren't pouring things into shot glasses. Of course not. We were just taking sips. Um, it does. Does your kid staying up late make him harder to deal with the next day? Tends to, just because anytime he's tired, he's a little bit harder to deal with. He gets mean. It doesn't make him. It doesn't make him sleep later. It not not overly later. Like he stayed up probably four hours too late, and he got up an hour later than he normally does. Hmm. So yeah, did your uh, did grandma let him drink? No, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, we left at around ten o'clock, so thimble full of champagne. I went to a party and uh, I I decided that I would be the designated driver. Also, I was just fucking exhausted. Um, that was we we went to the party like a half an hour after the culmination of sort of this month and this week, uh, both of which were more intense than the average. A type of which they are a token. Yep, that was pretty, pretty, pretty intense. It was nice being able to like sit there and be online all day, though, with you doing stuff. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed our sense of togetherness, anyway. Yep. And feeling like briefly, like I was working as hard as you were. So good. (laughs) We were. uh, We 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 posed as a team this month because shit got real. Shit did get real. Everybody's pretty excited. There's a lot of people logged on right now. Oh, I wonder yeah. if that's because people are excited or if something that I'm not aware of. Maybe they it's some holiday were, that makes everybody log on more. They all were hungover. So instead of going to do whatever they were going to do tonight, they just stayed at home and logged into Kingdom. Hmm. Uh, so I, I at the party that I went to, I had like two beers and one glass of champagne. And then I just sat there sort of nodding off until I was able to... <laughs> convince my girlfriend to come home um but you know it's got a good good 10 to 2 uh run sure 
that's about what you do at a party. I've kind of a headache today. I, I uh, didn't drink really on New Year's, and I didn't. I had one drink last night uh, while we were recording Advice Hot Dog. It was a. It was kind of a gross drink, sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a pink lady. Now, what is that? Uh, it is gin and a little bit of cream and a little bit of grenadine and an egg white. Yeah. Um, and it just tastes like gin. I think oh, I might have used too much gin, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just getting one of those stupid sinus headaches. Uh, I, there were parts of this month where I was my my head was threatening to come down with a cold, and I was like, "Head, I will not abide this." Right. Uh, also, stop, stop with the fucking rhymes, head. Just stop it. <laughs> I took an entire day of almost no speaking uh, yesterday to to get me out of that mode. And it's it's there. It's right around the corner, just waiting for another opportunity to pounce on me. Yeah, I I've become very aware of the like rhythm and meter of speech. So occasionally I'll say something and aware realize, of the rhythm and meter of speech. I'm aware of the rhythm and meter of speech. I think it's quite cool, and I'll go to the beach. Stop that. So right that, now. I that meter meter was good. Content little little non sequitur. Yeah, I give it a seven. That's so kind of you. I'm going to open this beer bottle. Before you ask, like, no, there was no way I could have done that before we were on the radio. No, oh, I was. I wouldn't have asked that. That's it's good. You know, it's good for our listeners to get a visceral sense of what we're doing. That's why I continually huff on this hookah the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we were going to sit and test out some new setup uh, that you wanted to try to get rid of the. To get rid of the mic to speaker to speaker to mic to mic to mic to speaker setup. Right. Uh, but we didn't do that, and I I'm did, sorry. I did try a part of it, which was to see if Sam would still pick up the microphone, like if it was set on the what you hear thing. Mm-hmm. I figured it would because part of the things that the sound card is hearing is the microphone, but it didn't. Which was a rather large part of my contingency plan. So. Huh. Yeah, but it's not what the sound card is hearing, it's what ooh are hearing. Yeah, what ooh hear. Um, well, yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, I still have a vested interest in keeping the thing live. Yeah. yeah. I guess most of it is just that this is the time since time immemorial that I've set aside to record this show. Right. I mean, if we could keep doing it at the same time and nobody told us that we were pre-recording... <laughs> Until after, like, so we we would do the show, and then somebody would use that Men in Black device on us, and we would think, ah, oh, cool, so we pre-recorded a show, and then I edited it to put it in the podcast feed. Yeah, what we need to do is just uh, record, just somehow get a week ahead, so we can be airing the show that we recorded last Monday on this Monday. Ooh, and our dirty laundry. Yeah. And on the side of caution. I mean, something that we could do uh, is do this and somehow figure out a way to record both ends of it. Like, if you could record on your end just you in high quality and send that to me, then I could record on my end and then we could, I could edit them together for the podcast feed. You know, which is where, uh, like, 300 people hear it for every one person that listens live, so. Yeah, I think right now we have about 35 people. On the radio, which we love, all of you. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there are what fifteen hundred. I for years have not been able to uh, 
I have not known where to go to see how many people were listening live. I know, you know, the number of people listening to the podcast just keeps going up and up and up, and the number of people listening live keeps going down. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that live broadcast schedule uh, is uh, it, it provides some discipline that the distance between us would would maybe cause us to lack. Yeah. Um, having this, you know, exactly the same time, and we really can't skip it, or we don't do the show that week. Uh, means and we do it. Knowing that radio people are going to be, yeah, you know, there's a DJ who's not going to have a handoff, and there are people who would have been listening and planned on it who wouldn't be able to. That makes me go like, well, you know, we're in the middle of putting the kid to bed, but I'm going to do this anyway. Whereas if it weren't live, I probably would call you and say, hey, let's just do it an hour later, and then you'd be like, no, let's just not do it. Okay, that, that's normally that's that's my role. Yeah. Sorry. Any if anything changes, we're fucked. Yeah. In fact, let's not do it. Let's not ever do it again. In fact, let's just close the doors on Kingdom of Loving. It's going to happen eventually with Sopa. Yeah. Somebody's going to post a link to some like Final Fantasy uh, fan fiction. Yeah. Final Fan Fiction Seven. Final Fan Fiction C. And then they're going to be like, "No more internet for you ever." <clears throat> one uh so I, I i decided after uh, after that little sort of little mini marathon that we all ran uh that i was gonna not uh i was gonna try not to use a computer at all on sunday hmm. um and i ended up i ended up playing a, a little bit of video games maybe a half hour's worth uh but but in general all i did was sort of uh, storm around my house cleaning and organizing things <laughs> um I, and I got a lot of it done, and it ended up being about half as much as I wanted to get done. Uh, but, you know, I got things put in cabinets and labeled. Um, I'm big on labeling the cabinets. I know that that's like a, probably an aesthetic eyesore. It's a but, definite aesthetic choice. I don't know if it's an eyesore. Well, it's ugly, right? I mean, you, you know, like a big glaring white label on the cabinet is not something that an interior decorator would be like, oh, you need one of those. Mm-hmm. All right, but to me, it's like, well, having a label means you're going to know where to put something so that it will be easier to maintain a certain level of orderliness in the future. Gotcha. Right? And it's like, you know, the laundry room was where we kept laundry supplies and other miscellaneous cleaning supplies and uh, vases and candles, but there were some of those in every single cabinet. So I just <laughs> consolidated all the laundry supplies, put a label on that cabinet that said laundry supplies. And, and vice versa for the other cleaning supplies and the vases and candles. <laughs> I don't know why, Mr. Skullhead, a guy like me has so goddamn many vases and candles. Huh. I can count on zero hands the number of times I've bought flowers in the last couple of years. I think that probably makes me a kind of a bad boyfriend, huh? Eh. Eh. Depends on I the girl. The like, if the girl you are dating likes to be bought flowers and you don't, then that kind of makes you a bad boyfriend, but... I don't think that's the case. Okay. Uh, well, good. Uh, you know, a, a flower every once in a while is nice, but I prefer a flower, like, out in the world where it's still going to be alive. Yeah. Not for very long, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're fleeting. They're ephemeral. But they're less ephemeral when they're in the ground than they are when you've cut them and put them in a jar. You left them to die. Mm. What I do is I just get a Christmas tree every time I want to buy her flowers, and... She appreciates the effort because it it is harder to find one in like March than you yeah. would think. 
I mean, the permit's cheaper if you want to go cut your own. Well, no, what I do is go to one of the nurseries where they have the Christmas trees in the little, in the, like, the big clay pots so that you can plant them outside when you're done with them. Wow, is that a thing? Yeah. I kind of want to start doing that. Is that is that, like, really expensive relative to getting a Christmas tree? That I don't know. It's been a long time, but I remember the nursery out by, I don't know, back in Prescott, wherever that place was. They would have, like, huge terracotta pots for some of them. And then some of them, they just had, like, the burlap sack around the, the root ball. Yeah. But, yeah, roots intact with the, the eye towards when you were done with it, you would take it outside and plant it. Wow, that, uh, I would feel so much better about that than I do about any of the other options. Like, Dude. I'm not so, I like... The idea of like, all right, I am such a hippie that I, the only thing that I'm going to be willing to do is this responsible choice, which is to use some bullshit plastic Christmas tree. Uh-huh. Like, no, no, that doesn't work. Um, yeah, I like a I like a live tree, and and you know it'd be kind of neat. Like if you were going to live in a place for a while, like this is the back the, the backyard where we just have a row of uh, pine trees growing, one for every Christmas we've had. Hmm. And I get kind of crowded. And then that 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 lout McFly would drive over one of them, retcon one of my Christmases. <laughs> Suddenly, all memory of that Christmas would be erased from your brain. Yeah, including uh, having uh, given McFly the time machine, which creates like a sort of a weird paradox, right? Yeah. Um, man, you know what I saw today? Uh, today I went to the uh, I went to the, the hardware store because I was tired of. Every time I like took my car in and had to give uh, them the key to the car, uh, I'd have to take my car key off of my key ring. And my car key is the only thing that lets me know which of my keys is the house key and which one is the office key. Uh-huh. Because otherwise they're like identical. And I was like, you know what? I'm fed up with this. And I, I thought of it this morning. I was like, I'm just going to go to the hardware store and I'm going to buy a copy of this key that's a different color. Right. Uh, so, so I did that, and now I can tell them apart. But on my way out of the parking lot of the hardware store, this is the interesting part of the story. Uh, I saw, apparently, there is a there is a limo company in town uh, from which you can rent a a limo that is in a hearse that is built uh, up to look like Ecto One. Huh. So, uh, yeah, I would be more excited about it if. Uh, I if it hadn't had rent this limo for your next event and a phone number on the window of it, right? Which which damaged the authenticity a little bit, but did allow me to know what the fuck was going on. So right. it's kind of a wash. Uh, I don't know that I would ever want to do that for anything, but I'm you know there's a part of me that's happy that I can. Yeah, it's it's good that that exists. Um, I wonder what else they have. I wonder if you can rent an Airwolf, <laughs> like a. Like an attack chopper limo. No, it's so like uh, a something that looks like a helicopter, only you're driving it on the ground. No, 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 like it's, a, ho- it's a helicopter, it's bad but it's really long and has a hot tub in it. Gotcha. Um, and the hot tub has a time machine in it. No, no, that would be in the DeLorean limo. Right. The DeLorean, the DeLorean limo. limo would have a hot tub. I would totally. Did you see hot tub time machine? I haven't. No. I heard that I it, didn't it, need to. Yeah, I figured you would look at that and think, I don't need to see that. No, I looked at it and thought it was really fun. It looked really funny and then read reviews that led me to believe I didn't want to see it. Oh. I didn't read any reviews. I decided to keep the uh, the, the, the wonder of a child. 
don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I, I cleaned a lot of things i organized uh if there's a if there's a slight difference in the in the timber of my voice or is that tambor it's a jeffrey tambor jeffrey tambor of my voice mm-hmm. um it's because there's more uh there's more open space in this studio now than there was before cleared cleared things out took a shelf moved it downstairs put some board games on mm. um took the uh arrow garden thing and put it underneath the stairs just acknowledging that I'm probably never going to use it again. Right. Um, you know, I did grow some pretty sweet dill. Is that the kind of thing that you grow in an arrow garden? You can. I thought they were just for tomatoes or, and or strawberries, or possibly strawberry tomatoes. Uh, you're thinking of grape tomatoes or cherry tomatoes. I don't think they make strawberry tomatoes. Uh, they make peach tomatoes, but they're exactly the same size as regular tomatoes, so you can't really tell the difference. Oh, they have fuzz on them. So really, well, watermelon just, watermelon tomatoes are the ones you want to watch out for. Yeah, peach tomatoes are just tomatoes that have been left out long enough that they are growing fuzz on them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, you, what what'd you do yesterday? You didn't sleep off a hangover because you didn't have one. Yeah, I had like a little bit of a headache, which I medicated away. Then we uh, went and bought some ingredients and mixed up some delicious biscuits and gravy. Yes. And uh, the. We figured that we would need to go get Ollie as soon as we woke up, but Grandma just told us to stay away. So, like, I called and said, are you ready for us to come pick him up? And she said, no, we're having fun. So I said, cool, call me when you're ready. And then we watched, like, six episodes of Buffy with our upstairs neighbor. Yeah? Did you... Is is, is he going through it from the beginning? Or yeah, are you just... Do you, do you poke back in every once in a while? We used to, in times when we had just shit tons of free time, we would go through it every couple of years. We watched. I think it took me like three years to watch it once. I I think I I wouldn't be unwilling to commit to that again. No, we go through them pretty quick. But, yeah, that was nice. We felt like we had never had a child, or like we were stepping back into the time when we could just sit and watch something and not go... Dear God, we have to we have to make really wise decisions about what we watch because we're only going to get like an hour and a half to watch it. So right. Like, yeah. We uh, is it's not uh, it's not the next fall, but the one after that that he starts school, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So like a year and three quarters. That's not bad. You'll be uh, you'll be you'll be all right. Then you'll have you'll have all sorts of days, uh, except during the summer. You know. Yeah. Do you even have summer up there in the Arctic where you live? Yeah, summer it gets up to like 50 degrees. It's awesome. It has been it has been in the high 70s here this week. It, it uh, is just fucking gorgeous outside. Yeah, it's gonna you're gonna have the advantage this time yeah. of year. Although it's been strange, like we had we the the brown Christmas. We just had our first snow on New Year's Eve, and that's also mostly melted by now. And we have. Like, by the end of the week, it's supposed to be 45 degrees again, which is ridiculously warm for this time of year. Mm. Still cold enough to freeze your nuts off, though. I don't know if that's, like, nut-freezing weather. I would freeze my nuts. Well, you don't ever wear pants. Well, that's true. Well, I like to keep a draft. That's how I avoid uh, body odor, is by making sure there's always a good draft. That's why I cut the sleeves off of all of my shirts. Right. And well, always wear shorts uh, with some extra holes in them for ventilation. Right. 
Uh, well, we could start answering questions if you didn't have anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, we uh, saw the new Sherlock Holmes today. Oh, did you? I have. Uh, I keep forgetting that that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would have done that yesterday if it had occurred to me. How was it? I thought it was pretty good. There's a. There's like an eight minute long chase sequence in the middle of it that doesn't need to be eight minutes long, but doesn't really drag the rest of the movie down. Mm-hmm. I think like if you like the first one, I can't imagine not liking the second one. That's cool. I did like the first one. I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, I remember there being those like weird sort of mental math uh, things when he was in a fight. Right. Uh, that was very close to the beginning, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what was really impressive to me about the new Mission Impossible movie was that it didn't seem any less action-heavy than most modern action movies, which is to say that it was almost entirely action the entire time. Right. But it was, it was, it never got to that just like burnout point. Like it was paced well enough that it stayed interesting the entire time. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and I don't know. You know, it's. Uh, I guess you know Brad. Brad Bird. He knows what he's doing. But anyway, I'd recommend seeing that if you get a chance. Uh, what else? I, that I just thought of something else. Oh yeah, the uh, apparently the guy who was like the Hollywood sword fighting guy died today. Huh. Uh, the guy who at sixty was inside of the Darth Vader costume during all of those sword fights. Huh. And who who choreographed and trained the guys in the Princess Bride to sword fight and like any any cool sword fight since like the fifties? It was that guy. Wow. Um, yeah, and apparently, I mean, because Star Wars was like thirty five years ago, so he must have been really old. He was sixty when Empire Strikes Back came out. He had to have been like ninety. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was sad. It was this guy that I'd never heard of died, and then oh wow, that guy was really fucking awesome. Hmm. Um. So in my mind, he was born and died today. Well, that's tragic. Yeah. It always sucks when a really, really talented baby dies yeah. after only contributing swords fights, swords fights, sword fights to hunt. I guess it says sword master on his tombstone. Wow. Now I have a new goal in life. I wanted to say sword master on my tombstone. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so you're, you got... A number of uh, avenues yeah, towards that. Yeah, I could that. just make friends with people who engrave tombstones. Sure, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good get way to get them to be any, willing you know, to lie. Yeah, like a Royal Tenenbaum style. Uh, yeah. Um, if you buy, you know, if you if you you plan ahead, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. <clears throat> Master the biggest Swordsman. dick. <laughs> Had the biggest dick. <laughs> the biggest dick that ever lived. <laughs> the end. Um. Yeah. What? Anything else? You got anything else? I got. I got nothing else. We did. We did nothing except work, and then and then the last uh, say thirty six hours, which was just cleaning. Yeah. And I've I've already mined all of the interesting stories about cleaning my house, uh, which was to say none of them. Did I miss that? No. I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ho ho ho. Yeah. I, uh, I did the annual scooting of my outdoor filing cabinet from one corner of the patio to the other. Now, why does that happen? Uh, because I put the portable swamp cooler on top of it. Yeah, because it's winter time. Finally, the winter just started, so I took in the portable swamp cooler. Uh, uh-huh. the, the portable swamp cooler needs to be up high and by a window so that it can get 
air in from outside. Gotcha. So I dragged the filing cabinet over by the window. That makes sense. Yeah, because I take really good care of my files. Um, sometimes the portable swamp cooler just overflows and fills the filing cabinet with water. So that works well. It makes yeah. it so that you don't hold on to a bunch of crap. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't think there's anything really important in there. I have like, a- I think about this, right? Like... I used to keep my social security card in there, but now my social security card is in a drawer with my passport. Because those are like the main two things you're ever going to need. Yeah. There's probably a copy of my birth certificate in there because I can imagine needing that at some point. When you run Um, for president. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, The title to the car, I guess. Like, I don't... Mostly what I do with documents is just throw them away without reading them. So... I don't accumulate a lot of documents. I think that all of the stuff, most of the stuff in my file cabinet is outdated and useless. Like, I think the last time we went through there, there were just manuals for appliances we don't have anymore, and, like, the registration of the old car. Yeah. Right. I got a drawer full of appliance manuals. I think just having a file cabinet makes you feel like you're saving important documents, but <laughs> really, I, I don't think I am at all. Yep. I mean, because if you think about it, like, the world is not set up such that if your house burns down while you're gone, that you're just totally fucked, right? right? I mean, it sucks, like, cause, but it mostly sucks because you lose your photo albums and, and your pets and whatever, right? Right. Like, it's not like, it's oh, my driver's pets. license was lost in a fire, now I can never drive again. Yeah. Right there's and and it's like the the hassle of hanging on to stuff and the mental effort of like keeping track of where it is is probably greater than the hassle and effort required to replace it if it got lost. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you know I guess it depends. Like anything where you have to deal with bureaucracy could go one of two very different directions, right? Yeah. Like either it's painless or it's fucking might as well be impossible because it takes so long. Yeah, I wonder about, uh, like, well, no, like, all the papers for the house, there are copies of them that the bank has. That kind of stuff. I don't know. All yeah, I, know I, have, a, I, I have a lot of that shit, and I don't know why, I, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to need it. I don't know what any of it is. Like, anytime I get a packet of mail from, like, my homeowner's insurance, which is probably once a month. I just put it in the box of unopened mail from the homeowner's insurance place (laughs) because it's like, all right, well, they've sent me just thousands of pages of stuff and I'm not going to read it and they can't expect anybody to read it. And the times when they've actually needed something out of me, they called me. Yeah. Uh, You know, so I just in general, in general, I feel like the mail is a thing that you can ignore. Yeah. But I guess every once in a while there's like, oh, this thing that you didn't know about got you sent to collections. There's that, and for a while... So, we got two letters from the... Let me try again. Our mortgage holder sent us... They sent us a statement every month. And randomly they sent one that said, hey, you still haven't cashed that check that we sent you last month. And so I just called them and said, yeah, I pretty much don't keep any of these. What are you talking about? And my escrow account was over what it was supposed to be, so I got like 120 bucks back, and that happened yeah. again that year. 
But now they're saying it's lower than it's supposed to be, so I'm paying extra into it every month, which just seems like that's the sort of thing you ought to be able to know what the fuck it is and not go back and forth like that. Well, no, it, I don't think so, because it the they're predicting how much the insurance company is going to charge them, uh-huh. and those rates change over time, right? And also, the, the like... You also get those tax uh, those tax evaluation notices, yeah, right, which aren't anything. Like they say, they, they, what they do is they give you this horrifying number that you're like, "What the fuck is that? What my house is worth?" But like, no, that's just like the assessed tax value. And if that changes, then the amount of money that needs to be in escrow changes, and they can't predict that when you sign hmm. the mortgage document. So like that, the amount that they need to take care of the taxes and the homeowners insurance, like just twiddles a little bit over time um, I just ignore the checks when they send them to me and don't cash them because I I would rather do that than suddenly have to like make a change uh-huh. to the way that the payments are um, and it doesn't I mean I get theoretically you could be investing that $120 and right. getting earning interest on it but like you know the way it happened to you it was like hey here's like a sort of a shitty loan <laughs> we're gonna need that back now please yeah, had I known that, I probably would have stuck with it and not cashed them. But I just thought, oh, this is just something that every couple of months they just send me a hundred bucks, and I was really surprised when the next one was instead of us sending you a hundred bucks, you send us a hundred bucks. It's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I get those like once a year. Well, I don't know. Uh, mostly, I just ignore the mail. Like I said. I, every once in a while, like sometimes I, I, I look at the electric bills because it's fun to try to use less electricity than you did this month last year. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of a fun, you get like a graph, right? You get a graph and so it turns uh, turns your power usage into a video game. Yeah, they send us a graph that shows how we're doing against our neighbors and then how we're doing against some like platonic ideal person. Huh. Wow, I want uh, that. But for us, it's kind of sad in the wintertime because it's always, you are using far more gas than your neighbors are because you have a, like, 60-year-old furnace. Right, and, like, a three-story house, right? Well, I guess every house in your neighborhood is really tall. Yeah. Um, 60-year-old furnace. <laughs> I, like the, I like the winters because it's like, ah, the electric bill was, like, $100. Yeah, like, you don't have the thing where you're heating bill goes down and then your air conditioning air conditioning bill goes up yeah the heating the heating bill you know the air conditioning bill goes from like a hundred to five hundred dollars and the heating bill goes from zero to thirty dollars right. like, all right uh forum thread yes Zenosis writes figured I would make this since nobody else has uh yeah thank you for doing that by the way because I just spaced it after the last Thursday show um I just got my Blavius Gloop, and I have to say, the writing is just amazing and totally worth the two mysteries. Who handled the writing for each zone? My favorite part is the Maelstrom of Lovers area. I smiled reading the introduction for each monster <coughs> there. Uh, also, was the conclusion of the event the big candy fight? If so, when is the diorama slash Crimbo Town going away? Um, I announced that today. I'm going to do that at uh, not an hour from now, but 25 hours from now. Uh, roll over. Um, th- I was going to shut it down on the 31st, but then Dev was like, wait, are you Really? And then Chris Moyer was like, uh, yeah, I think you said on the radio that you'd probably leave it for a couple days. And, okay, well, I'll give people some warning. It is amazing this, this Christmas how 
regimented people's expectations have been and how that you know like you you're supposed to have crimbo town open right now why isn't it open like it's supposed to have gone away why isn't it away like what's gonna happen next yeah like listen crimbo is not regimented crimbo isn't gonna play by your rules man yeah we're we're always doing this seat of our pants and yeah the big candy fight was the conclusion of the event and i realized it's a little weird that that happened on like the 20th um but we needed the time to finish the rest of the shit that we were doing and also we we needed a christmas um, right um yeah so all of the monster descriptions were all mr skullhead and they are they were just fucking great oh nice thanks like i i really really enjoyed reading those as i was going through and and tweaking things on the monsters here and there um a lot of the generic things for when things are uh so you can tell if the meter's weird it's riff um if it requires you to pronounce things with a number of syllables that you wouldn't normally pronounce those things with, uh, it's Mr. Skullhead. Right. And if it uh, attempts to rhyme uh, John Cleese with Grease, then it was mine. Right. Um, I, I I wrote uh, maybe 30 uh, couplets here and there, just in the, the things that had to be handled in code when you use things. And just the... the I think I wrote all the stuff for the Groose. Yeah. Um but but yeah that that was it like the it was we need to you know and we always say we're going to do this but in this case i think we actually might um to go in and pad out some of the categories it was surprisingly easy um well for for me because i didn't have to do it um (laughs) but the the susifying all of the fight text just piggybacked on to the haiku mechanism like when you first suggested it everybody was like well, yeah, I mean, you suggested it thinking that it would be too crazy to actually do. Yeah. And then C.D. Moyer pointed out, like, well, you know, that could just be another kind of haiku, right? Because, yeah. like, we already figured all this out. Um, sort of. There are things that have come up since then that required uh, some changes. And there are still things, like, like d- there didn't used to be, like, when we did the haiku stuff, there wasn't the explicit deleveling messages and stuff yeah. like that. So there's there's some stuff that gets a little weird. Yeah, I think... See, I said it thinking, hey, we could just take all the categories for haiku and put couplets in them and do it that way, not knowing if that is something that's easier or hard, you know? Yeah, and it was it was pretty easy. I mean, I like, it, it, it struck me as a thing that was going to be a lot of work, and then, and then thinking about it, like, yeah, no, you know, that won't be so bad. Like, it is definitely going to be one of those cases where the majority of the work is doing the writing and not... But then we just, like, I had to, like, relearn all of the stuff that we ran into when we did the Haiku Dungeon, which was like, okay, well, so monster attack text should be replaced with these haikus unless they're already haikus. So how does it know? And then it's like, oh, right, right. I put in this thing so that it knows that it's already haikus. Because there's probably still a bunch of shit that we wrote in in the zones in DIS that are getting replaced with generic couplets. Uh-huh. Um, although you played through the entire thing and pointed out a bunch of those. Yeah, actually, so I do think that we it, got it, all that. It is probably only ones that I wrote. Um, like the bat. There was a specific couplet for the bat preventing you from using a skill. Oh. Um, and that, because of the weird way that that code worked that I didn't fix until today, it was just displaying nothing when you did it, which is huh. kind of dissatisfying because you're like, just what the fuck is going on? Like, right. It just looks like a bug. Um... 
Also, uh, for those of you uh, who would be want to complain about not knowing what's going on because of the susification effect, it's shruggable, and I don't know if that's common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pantsless suggested that, and I was like, you know what, that is a really good idea, because then we can just give it to the people that want it, and anybody who's annoyed by fun can just shut it off. Exactly. Um, the blister guy says, when will Crimbo Town fade back into the mists? Edit, oh hey, you asked that in your post, I'm the worst. Edit, uh, I announced it later. Um, hey, great job, says Kuno, with Crimbo and the new fam slash item of the month. I'm wondering, how have the new yearly familiars sold in comparison with past ones? Surely, uh, Sure, we're only two days in, but everyone seems to love them, and are we going to get a regular spleen slash content familiar as well, or do these replace them? Sorry if the second question was asked before. I suspect we will not do a regular spleen familiar uh, this year, and I definitely, definitely, we're not going to do a content familiar. Yeah, I figured um, that was kind of the point. Yeah, right. yeah, it was. I mean, knowing us, we'll do something that's just as just as ambitious and working. And we did not sell a lot of the old two mystery familiars, and these things are selling really well. So, I'm, um, gonna, I'm looking at trying to look at. When we changed them over last year, what kind of a bump that was? Yeah, and there was a so there was a little one. Yeah, but nothing like this, right? This yeah. is you know we're, this is as though we had three months worth of the first couple of days of the month so far, um, which is cool, you know. And and I think that there these are probably more likely to continue to to trickle in and sell over the year than the other ones are, right? Oh. Yeah, there because it seems it's more immediately apparent that there's something going on that you want to be in on. Like yeah. even if you, yeah, if you're new, even if you don't think the, if you don't know what familiars are the best, you can go, oh, this is more content. Yeah, and I mean these are these are also very much worth two Mister Accessories in a way that the old ones weren't. Yeah. Um. It's a little weird though, you know, when somebody is like, oh, they're charging twenty dollars for this. I was like, wow, yeah, we are kind of charging $20 for this. That's weird. <laughs> you know, which, and it, I don't know, for whatever reason, because these are better, it kind of hit home in a way that it never did before. Um, they, yeah, okay. I saw somebody say that now they felt a little cheated because the other content familiars were only $10, and it's weird that these are 20 and yeah, but you know, and, and I think this is just a problem that, with expectations, yeah. right? Like the other ones shouldn't have been, like the Pixie should not have been half the price of a Cheshire Bitten, uh-huh. right? It just shouldn't have. That that makes no sense any way you look at it. Um, but yeah, you know, in general, I think everything's being really well received. The one thing that I don't know is. <sighs> With this content familiar, so the the we only would have to sell twice as many of them to make back what we invested in it time wise, right? But yeah. it's going to be there a lot longer, and so there's a lot more time for people to be able to experience that content just by buying the folios in the mall. Right. So I don't know what that's going to do to sales of it overall, and we just won't know for a year. Yeah. Um, but that'll be interesting to see. I, I expect it to be less. Right, I expect to sell fewer of these than a typical content familiar. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that. I expect to sell more than half, though. You think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, how much? The folios are reasonably cheap in the mall now. When I, the, the the only other time I looked, it was like when there were only a handful of them, and they were all like a hundred thousand meat or something. But 
seem to be settling at the 20 20,000 range yeah uh, well I wouldn't say settling they're a good piece away from settling um but yeah 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 pretty uh pretty 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 happy pretty. I'm happy that December is over right um I uh, I spent some of today working on Word Realm stuff and not feeling one bit guilty about that. Word. Um, realms. When I say word, you say realms. Let's not actually do that. Oh, I was I was already. I was gonna do no. it. Uh, let's see. Raymond Kinger says, "Would you change antique items back into wad givers?" No. And the fact that you still want me to means that it's still a bad idea to do so. Hmm. Uh, Erich says, is there a cap on the plus adventure resolution? If not, why? Uh, yes, there okay. is. Uh, that was a that was a discussion that I was like, yeah, come on, guys, jeez. Come on, guy. Uh, let's see, you did get through all of those, and yes. And, uh, Mr. Crack says, so recently there was the Humble Indie Bundle for, sa- for sale. Humble Indie uh, Bundle. For sale, uh, which this time I finally managed not to miss. Yay! People had the opportunity to split the amount of money that they wanted to spend among three parties. The developers, charity, and a tip for the people who organized the sale. Pretty good idea, if you ask me. Now, it might occur to me that KOL, with its unique donation-based financing, might also lend itself well to charity. I'm thinking something along the lines of, maybe in the month of March 2012, in the month of March 2012, the month of March 2012. Where the month of March. For every dollar you give to Asymmetric LLC, ten cents will go to the Children's Hospital of Phoenix, Arizona. Numbers and purposes may vary. What are your thoughts on this topic? Um, so this came up when Katrina happened. Somebody suggested this, and I, I this is like a weird thing. I, I've had this. Uh, I'm not going to call it a discussion because it was always more of a soliloquy in the past. But I would feel a little weird about that. Um, more so, so what we did with Katrina was the radio station just raised a bunch of money and we matched it uh, and that's that's what we did right but I think we probably could have gotten more money out of the player base to charity if we had done that thing but I don't I don't feel comfortable taking 90 cents of somebody's dollar when they could have just given that dollar to charity if the goal is to give it to charity right like i don't feel comfortable and i and i know that like in a way it's like all right well if it's a dollar they were already going to give us then giving 10 cents of it to charity gives charity more money than they would have otherwise but i don't think that the increase in money that we got as a result of saying that would would offset yeah, fuck. I don't know, man. You feel like I think if we, we, we would get we would get more money, and the charity would get less money if we did that than the charity would get if we just said, "Hey, you guys should donate to this charity, and we'll match it." Right? Yeah. It's like it doesn't seem like a good way of it, doing that. Seems like a way of taking advantage of the generosity of our audience so that we got more money. Yeah, which is probably what would be the result of it, and I don't feel okay with that. Yeah, you don't like the idea that you feel like if we did a thing where half of the money you donate for Mr. A's today we're going to give to charity, you feel like we would get more than twice what we usually do. Yeah, and I think that we would. would be kind of stealing from charity in a way. 
Yeah, which I know it's not, you know, and I and I like, and that's why I think it's it's such a weird. It's like this weird kind of, not even an ethical gray area. It's just like a utilitarian gray area. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to tell, like what the best use of our audience is if the goal is to give money to charity. Because, I mean, it's really easy to take advantage, you know, like the, the fucking flag salesman after September 11th, right? Like, it, yeah. it's easy to mobilize a population that is that is riled up or, like, you know, feeling sad about something, about some some injustice or some, some accident or disaster or whatever. And so it's just... You know, I don't know. I, I've always, I've always felt like that was a, that was a little too touchy to get involved. In. Every year, I intend to give some money to Child's Play, and every year, I don't get around to it because we get so busy in December, and yeah. that sucks. And I wish that I wish that I would get my shit together one of these years. Because um, you know, even though I don't necessarily like those guys, I uh, <laughs> I think that that's a fucking great thing to do. Nobody can argue against giving Game Boys to sick kids. Except, uh, like, Jack Thompson. Well, sure. And fuck that. But guy. at the same time, it's like, well, okay, so you can let a kid uh, play a Game Boy while he's dying of cancer, or you could contribute the same amount of money to curing cancer. Hmm. Um, you know, and then he could grow up and get a job and get his own goddamn Game Boy. Yeah, and maybe, just maybe, somebody who has cancer in America, who's going through the American medical system, it doesn't need your help at all, and maybe we should be sending our money to the people in Africa who really need it. I mean, there is the idea that uh, any charity you give to that's not the most desperate case imaginable yeah. is wasted money. That's an idea that I reject, but it's one that I've heard. Sure, and I think it's a, I think it's an idea that you have to reject, right? I mean, because it, like the, the logical extension of any sort of like trying to live a responsible life is that at any given moment you should always be doing the thing that, you know, benefits mankind the most. And you just, like, never get to beat off or, like, watch TV or anything, right? Right. And nobody wins in that case. Um, you know, like, those people that criticize, like, improv everywhere. Like, why, look, you're so good at mobilizing a bunch of people to get together and do something. Why don't you, you know, uh, protest something that deserves to be protested or, you know, collect money for charity or whatever and... Uh, you know, their response is always like, look, fuck you, man. And that's the right one. Uh, let's see. Spriteless says, double-fisted skull-smashing questions. Chef's staves can only be held in main hand. During the Nemesis quest, you must wield the class weapon in the main hand, so one cannot fight the Nemesis while wielding a chef's staff. Is this on purpose? Chef's staves are kind of iconic for Postamancers. Well, yeah, they are, but they weren't when the epic weapons were first created. And... In that case, you know, I, I could have gotten behind when that stuff was going in, just retconning whatever phase of that weapon you needed into being a chef staff. Right. Um, but we just didn't do it. I mean, you know, the, the epic weapons were surprisingly early in the item table. I don't remember where they were. Let's... Uh, Bjorn's hammer number 32 the epic weapons were the items between 32 and I'm guessing 37 uh, and you know the content that we make 
two years ago or whatever is uh, still sometimes constrained by decisions that we made a really long time ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, the fact that the disco, like, banjos are not really an iconic disco bandit thing, right? Right. <laughs> um, but, but that was sort of a throwaway joke. Um, but but then it like, oh, okay, well, when we're actually talking about what is iconic about these things, it's like, oh, I guess it's these things that we said back in the day were iconic. Um, we don't get to really decide what's iconic, I don't think. Yeah, we can say, isn't this iconic, don't you think? And people will say, no, we don't. Uh, let's see. Similarly, if I dress completely in an outfit that includes a weapon, but I put the weapon in my offhand, I don't get the icon change or outfit bonus. Is this on purpose to make it harder to dress in two outfits? Huh. I am actually really surprised that that is the case. Um, that Because that does seem like a bug. Uh, although maybe it's, you know, maybe it's not. Because if... if, if so with outfits, the rule that we follow... Uh, to make sure that you can't have two outfits on at a time is that outfits always either have to have a hat and pants or they have to have a hat and a weapon or pants and a weapon. And I guess if offhand counted as weapon for that, then you'd be able to do one hat weapon outfit and one pants weapon outfit. Um, You know, we could also just say that it's not a big deal for you to wear two outfits at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, be able to do things like give an outfit bonus to, like, wearing all three of, you know, Fantastica's earrings or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, any other video games that have outfit bonuses, whether they ever let you. We've got other random stuff that has bonuses that stack if you have multiple things equipped at the same time and stuff that's sort of all jankily hard-coded, though. That's what happens. Man, look at some of this code. Some of this code is a mess, Mr. Skullhead. Good old janky hard code. Uh, Child says, First off, well done getting the yearly familiars out on time. They look like they've got oodles of stuff to play with, especially considering they were fighting with Crimbo in a Librum for brain space, and I'm looking forward to grabbing the cloop when I'm a bit wealthier. Guess I'd better get to work on eating a hat like I promised then. I suppose a question is in order, so how do you feel about Ultra Nibble's recent two-day hardcore run? Lots of people are upset because they think plowing through two dungeons worth of uh, Hobopolis bosses might be considered a valid hardcore strategy. Uh, Do you think anything needs changing at all, or are you fine with ludicrously mental stunt runs needing such multiplayer support? Unrelated. How is that for a straw man argument, everyone? Um, well, so whenever anybody complained about the possibility of this, I always said, look, you know, you say that this is a big deal, but until it actually becomes a big deal, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, this is not a big enough deal to actually do anything about it. Um, it does kind of suck because I don't know that there is a really good way of... I, I hate the idea of a casual player who's not in a speed run being unable to play a part of the game that has nothing to do with a speed run because of some restrictions that I put on it because of a speed run. Right? right? And I, it's probably, you know, nobody has ever complained about that with Mother Slime. 
You know, it, it, like if if always it was like, all right, you you have to be level fifteen to fight a clan dungeon boss. Like, you know, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's okay because it doesn't really take that long if you're just fucking around to get to level fifteen. Um, you know, if you know what you're doing enough to know that you want to fight that boss, you know what you're doing enough to level. You know, it's like, oh, I could just spend a couple of days or even a day power leveling, or I can spend some money and do it even faster, and then I can fight this boss. Um, you know, I, I don't like. It, the, the, there's not like something where you're power leveling to 15 in run so that you can kill a bunch of other slimes again. Because I mean, you're you're leveling with that, right? Or is it the consumable drops? I don't even know. I don't know anything about this run. Um, you know, I, I know people have pushed for level 15 requirements instead of level 13 requirements on some of the consumables because of stuff like this, but that, I, you know, that seems more valid to me than having a bunch of copies of dungeons open in different clans that you go into and fight in multiple ones during your run. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sure that we will discuss this and we will probably figure something out. And hooray. Right. Uh, WVO Quine says, you guys put the kibosh on a joke about cum in the candy content, but then turned right around and pulled one off in the Dante content. What's the underlying principle? Jokes about ejaculate are okay in rhyming couplets, in monster but not item descriptions, in verb but not noun form? Well, no. I mean, I put the kibosh on a joke about cum in the candy content, and then Scully did one in the Dante content. I think that a joke about an orgasm is different than a joke about semen. You think? Yeah, I don't... And I think it's kind of disingenuous to say it's the same thing, it's just in a verb form or a noun form. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I, like, I can imagine the line drawn where the one that I didn't do was not okay and the one that you did was okay. I was I was a little... I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't exactly surprised. I was like, ah, you know, that's... I thought that a, it was a that definitely bit. is skirting the edge on on the on the tone, right? I did think it was slightly questionable when I wrote it, but it was towards the end of writing this like series of naughty stories that couldn't be naughty at all. Yeah, and that popped into my head and was like, you know what? I no, and think it was that's funny, okay. you know. It's and and I was like, I was like, you know what? This is this this might raise an eyebrow, but it's not going to raise a hundred eyebrows, so that's probably mm-hmm. fine. By the way, I got a complaint letter about uh, the best effect ever. Hey, don't talk to me about that, man. I literally had nothing to do with that. <laughs> so it, it's... It was... Uh, um, it, let me read a, an excerpt from this <laughs> complaint. I can't wait. Uh, the complainer shall remain anonymous. Uh, they're talking about a, an effect that causes most of your words to be replaced with boner, dick, butt, and fart. No, right? not most of them. It is it is patently false to say that it does it with most of them, the because it does it with exactly half of them. He says, uh, Dear Mr. Scullet, I would like to voice my concern over recent content additions. The chat effect resulting from best joke ever is, to me, obscene and a bit offensive. Now, I understand that the game is laden with such innuendos, but in their subtlety it is done in a somewhat, somewhat, in parentheses, tasteful and tee kind of fashion. Uh, I realize that a policy does not exist that explicitly prohibits such language. However, the chat effect appears to violate the unspoken rule regarding spam. And uh, I understand that other chat effects work in a similar fashion, but this is by far the spammiest. It makes the player's original message nearly indistinguishable from common spam. Right. So, one thing, that effect, every word that it replaces consumes a turn of it. So, Uh it does not last very long at all if you are using it. And Uh, I just assured him that it's the number of people who can even generate that effect is less than 10, I think. Oh, I think it's less than 4. 
Right, and so there uh, are you a know, couple of people like who like devsters can put it on themselves because yeah. they can put any effect on themselves for testing, right? Which is but yeah, handy. It, there are I... not those things are never going to exist in sufficient quantity for it to be an issue. Yeah. At least, uh, uh, if, if I have anything to say about it, which I guess I do, right? Because I'm the yeah. boss. That's what I told this guy, and that seemed to pacify him. Yeah. Um, I get annoyed by it because it seems to be on devsters a lot of the time. Yeah, so well, I think that's like, Cirrus. I think that Cirrus goes and checks out every devster and just gives it as many turns of that effect as he can. Um, uh, you know, and they, they all they all are dropping. I mean, I get so used to, like, whenever I log on, I have every effect that people can give me. Mm. And so usually before I even say anything in chat, I do the command that just abolishes all my effects. Right. Um, but I never actually play the game, and so I, you know, I don't expect you to get into that habit. Um it's, I don't have the same effect spamming that you get. It's just whenever I check out a devster and I go, oh, I've seen something that I should report, and it's boner dick fart balls fuck boner dick. <laughs> that doesn't say fuck. That's incredible. The fuck isn't until the next sentence. <laughs> um, I don't remember if he did it to... Thinking about this, I would have wanted to make it unpredictable, so I think I would have flipped a coin to see whether to start with the first word or the second word. Okay. I wonder if that's how he did it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny there's a uh, Cirrus made me a, uh, a motivational poster uh, that is a picture of, a, of an orca because uh, that's Cirrus's in joke and then uh, the, 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 the big words and then the little words underneath it are just a quote from C.D. Moyer in chat when he had jaw bruised and the best effect ever <laughs> and the only legible word is fart um <laughs> Um, anyway, I had him send me a, a big sized copy of it that I really need to get printed out and put on the wall at the office because it is truly an inspiration. <laughs> I mean, I like I get that these things are annoying, you know, and it's like I, I, I know that the mods are just so like put upon by stuff like this, but like, come on. It's <laughs> the you know, I didn't know what to do with it. So of all of the of all of the outrage that the glass of water is doing, I think what you initially suggested, which was to give people some turns of embarrassed, right. would have generated more outrage. I didn't look in the code block and see what embarrassed does. Yeah, uh, sure, and it shouldn't be a big deal, right? Like it shouldn't. This should not be a, like. Maybe this is just the price that we pay for having a community that is not just constantly posting pictures of shit-filled vaginas, right, is that the the top of the bell curve is going to be really sensitive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just even a, even a thing that was one turn of minus one to all stats, there would be a dozen people telling us it was like getting raped. I don't, I don't actually know if I believe that that's true. Um, we're take our musical break. Oh sure, yeah. I have a musical break right now for uh, just about fifteen minutes, and we're back. Hey, hey. What's up? I need to turn you back up. You need to turn me back up. I gotta you need to turn me back. me back on. Yeah, I do. Uh, you need to tune me in and drop me out. <laughs> right. Hopefully not. That seems to be the way that the shows were going for a little while there. How's that? Oh, just uh, dropping out. Having oh, like dropping out of internet right. territory. Seems okay. to be going okay today, though. 
Yeah, we, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but neither of us has had any real serious internet problems at home lately. Right. I looked out uh, the other day at the just bare uh, indoor Cat Five that's running across my roof. <laughs> that that is what is keeps my computers upstairs connected to the internet, and there are like a lot of holes in it. <laughs> um, one wow. of these days, it's just gonna stop working. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I was surprised. Normally, if I see a cable that looks like that, it's like, oh, that's cable that's in the garbage from 30 years ago. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's hope it doesn't uh, ever rain, I guess. Yeah. You would hope that there ought to be some way to get a wireless internet connection working at your place. Oh, I'm sure that there is. And in fact, I think a lot of people in the house use the wireless, and it works just fine for them. It's just me that can't do it. Right. Um, and if I touch it, it will stop working for everybody else, too. Yeah, I, you know, this laptop is actually on. I've got a, a, a different wireless router upstairs plugged into the downstairs wireless router, and that works. Like, my phone works on it, and this laptop works on it just fine. Um, somehow I managed to get that one to work. Um, but, it's you know, it's, a, it's like it's diagonal through a bunch of walls, and I think that there are some uh, lead ghosts haunting all the crawl spaces. Uh-huh. Uh, man, I called four contractors today in the hopes of getting a single appointment made, and uh, I actually had better luck than I thought. There are two, oh, yeah. two uh, scheduled. So that gives you an even better chance of one of them showing up. Yeah, I think if you get at least four, right? you may have a half of one show up, so... Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, WVO Quine's second question was: uh, Can ghost pinch be made to work on physically resistant monsters? Many ghosts are physically resistant. Also, what's a ghost pinch? I don't get the joke. Uh, well, because the pinch uh, was one of the people that tormented the ghosts. It didn't. These things were uh, hasty, last-minute edition, um, and I thought about like putting them into some kind of box that was like this is a book that the that the thing confiscated from one of his minions or whatever, because I, I feel like people may, maybe saw those and like, oh, this dropped off the wrong guy. Um, but because it it, you know, the thorax is when people said that. But the other ones, it was not obvious that they corresponded to one of the other mini-bosses. Mm -hmm. um, also, I was afraid, because I forgot that these didn't need used versions, uh, and so there are three gaps in the item table, and three mini-bosses that didn't have skills uh, drops, so I... Uh, or didn't, you know, correspondences. And so I was afraid that people were going to think that there were three more that they hadn't gotten yet, but there aren't. Uh, those are just now things that are marked reuse me so that we will never, ever reuse them. All right, so when we start putting content in again, we can start after that. Yeah, well, I mean, the, so the thing is, all of those things in the item table that are just gaps that are items that we didn't need that we then change their name to reuse me, those would be great things to reuse if we were ever adding a single item. But we aren't ever adding a single item, um, you know. And I don't want, you know, we it, it's it's annoying to split up big big chunks of items. Although, you know, not really. Like, we can usually just view that report by show all the items that aren't public, and that's mostly sequentially whatever we're, we've been working on. Right. Um. Uh, yeah. So it was the you know ghost pinch was the 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 pinch because he pinches ghosts. Yeah. Um. And yes. Uh, I do want to change the way that that works, but I didn't have time because um, I did realize that like most of the time it wasn't gonna like I feel like that skill being a way to do even you know like maybe twenty damage to a physically resistant monster hmm. 
um, that is a ghost. Uh, that, that's a way that we can deal with that for most things that doesn't like make it so we can't use physical resistance as a boss gimmick. Right. Uh, in the in the future, the future. The future. Um, Oracle of Woofing says, now that we're on our way out of Crimbo stuff, are Shin Gourds still going to be optimal for the PvP revamp? Yeah. Ah, oh, that stuff. It's so easy to get enthusiastic about it and spend a bunch of time on it, and then it's so easy to lose enthusiasm about it and have wasted all that time. It's happened twice so far. Listen. It's just, it's really hard. It's really hard to get it reasonable. It's a thing that, you know, we're not very good at, and it's a, and it's a thing that the stuff that we're trying to shoehorn it into is not designed for, and... Yeah. Ludwig von Meiser says, The Mutant Familiar prices in the Raffle House have uh, been there for over three years and are getting a bit stale. Any plans to introduce a new series soon? We put those in there with no specific plans to ever replace them. So it's going to be like, if we think of something, like I can imagine doing like a world event tie-in that replaced them with something, but we don't have one in mind. Right. And embarking on a project of replacing the Raffle House stuff for its own sake is not something that we're likely to do. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll add a content familiar and a spleen familiar to the Raffle House. Ooh, good. Yeah, good idea. We can probably do that by the end of this week, right? Yeah. Well, I was going to say March, but you're right. I'm thinking too small. Uh, Alfredo Boyardi says, which is higher on your priority list? Updating the PvP system or finishing the Sea Monkeys quest? Uh, finishing the mainline quest revamps is higher than both of those. And those are, well, you know, whichever one we get the most excited about the firstest. Yeah. Um, we're bad at, like, long-term... Well, I, I am bad at long-term direction. I was you impressed know, the, when we had that whole... You sent out that whole uh, spreadsheet that had goals for each quarter. Yeah. And became less impressed when it became apparent that we weren't going to do any of them. So. Yeah, I mean, I did a bunch of work on a lot of those things, right? It just, it was never like, I, you know, part of me, part of me always wonders, like, there is not a difference, I don't think, in your head between a project that is, is, gonna be done if you slog through all of the really hard and boring parts of doing the creative portion of it and a project that you just don't have any good ideas for at this point hmm. right and a lot of times it's like all right well this this thing is good and mostly done and we just need to maybe do the last like 10 percent of coming up with the ideas for this and do that in a way that is like maybe not so satisfying to us as not as satisfying as like the you know the the things that flowed really naturally and were you know seemed really obvious in retrospect you know it's just it's fucking hard like and we also like having a project that is a thing we work on when there's nothing else going on only works if there's ever a time when there's nothing else going on right. and there just isn't you know we we keep making these like minor you know, what would have been minor things in the past into things that consume all of our efforts. And, you know, like, we look at that we look at that spreadsheet and think, wow, we, last year was a total failure, but, like, it wasn't. People were really happy with everything that happened last year. Yeah. Right? 
it's just they say, well, when's the C going to be done? And it's like, oh, God, we're such fuck-ups that never do any work and we never do our jobs. But we totally do. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know. I wish there was. I wish there was a secret to... Like, if I can stay motivated on a specific project, then I can usually get other people excited about it, right? But if I can't, then I'm just doubly bad at being the boss. You know, and it's like, eh, the new things are very seductive, right? And in a lot of ways, it's in, in a lot of arenas, it is very dangerous to be seduced by new things because that means you never get anything done. But we often get the new thing done and then release it and it makes people happy. You know, and that's sort of always how we've worked. There are always these looming things that we're not getting finished with, right? And when we finish all the things on that spreadsheet, there are still other big ideas that we've had and talked about a lot that will be undone. It's just the ones that we start and don't finish and release it unfinished are the ones that people ask us about all the time. Oh, anyway. Cameros writes, first off, I want to say that the writing for the Maelstrom of Lovers was fantastic and that the Crimbo Advent Calendar was possibly the best yet. Ah, well, thanks on Scully's behalf and then thanks. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the gifting system was much nicer than 2010s. People kept saying that. I, I felt like there was this, a little bit of a, a little bit of a Temple of Doom thing going on there where it was like, well, people weren't really that unhappy about the Secret Santa thing, but they kept describing this as like, ah, this is way better than that god-awful Secret Santa bullshit. Like, okay. Um, uh, congratulations aside, I've got three questions. Firstly, will there ever be some sort of expansion for Alice's army? Eh, we talked about doing one as a stocking stuffer, um, but then we just didn't get around <laughs> to it. Uh, secondly, is the giant candy cane going to have a chef staff upgrade? Uh, that I do need to do. Uh, finally, I heard this question from Misty Balls, who realized there are only two slots left in the VIP room. Are you going to add an extension or have a garden-style switching of VIP items? I'm assuming and hoping that there is going to be another VIP item in the near future. Happy New Year. Yeah, we gotta we got to figure that out. That's pretty easy to remodel it. You know, we can just... I, I, I'd probably do that without even drawing anything new. Just add another row to the back of it. We could also hang stuff on the wall if we had to. Like in the... Uh, rumpus Room. Rumpus Room is what that's called. Happy New Year, also, he says. Um, she got glasses on. That's a... I kind of like that username. Yeah. Uh, I keep hearing that the sea is unfinished. <laughs> this is true. Do you have plans on finishing the sea anytime soon? I think it's a fun area, but maybe just need some new content to get people excited about it. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the ultimate plan for it is like definitely a thing that will rekindle interest in it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really fucking close. Like, meh. I had to sit down and wrap my head around what's left on that. Um, I don't want to get really embroiled in anything major in KOL for January, though, because I really need to give Word Realms some love. Mm. Um, it's it, it it is suddenly, and this is this is maybe just really foolish optimism, but it suddenly seems possible again to get this done by GDC, and it's just, like I would hate for it to. I would hate for 
it won't be my fault if it doesn't get done, but I would hate to feel like it was my fault if it doesn't get done. Um, but fuck, man, who knows? But fuck, man, who knows? That's what I said. Oh no, but fuck, man is here. <laughs> He's the worst. Why, why do we even invite him to these Justice League ice cream socials? <laughs> I think it's the same reason as that joke about the bear that ends with I don't think you're here to hunt. Uh, what? I don't know that joke. Oh, a hunter goes out bear hunting and the first bear he sees, he's so scared he drops his gun and so the bear just like grabs him and viciously sodomizes him. Okay. So he comes out the next day with his gun and drops his gun as soon as he sees the bear. You know, Like the third or fourth day the bear says you know, I don't think you're here to hunt. Uh, she got glasses on. Also, writes, "How do you pronounce trolley pop? Trolley pop or trolley pop? Uh, tro- trolley, trolley pop. Trolley pop. Did you see that? I saw a video that was that guy, uh, but it was like last year. Huh? And somebody ran into him on the street, and they got him to sing the song, and he just he did. Nice. Still just had a big old grin. I don't really understand what that was." I feel like that is both that is so distant in both time and space that it 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 is like just this crazy alien cultural artifact. Yeah. Uh, I cannot fathom the mind considering that says Captain uh, the radio show started an hour ago. I get the feeling I might be asking this question a little too late, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. I was wondering if you take into consideration the number of people that play in hardcore when you plan items of the month. It seems a noticeable portion of the player base is in hardcore all the time and have therefore no possible use for a lot of the items of the month, namely the ones that are actually items. Is this something you considered when you first implemented the Ascension system? Do you think hardcore Ascension has the, much of an effect on item of the month sales anyway? Yeah, it does. I mean, when we do a gear item of the month, we sell about half of what we would sell of a normal item of the month um and it sucks because i really like being able to do those because they're fun you know and like they're an item of the month you know it's not like familiar of the month or skill of the month or clan furniture of the month or whatever right like yeah being able to do i you know because we had these before there was ascension and yeah you know it, it and it just it corresponds right there are like twice as many well, no. Like, I don't actually remember how it, how it goes. I, I was unsurprised, like, knowing that we sell half as many, uh, like, you know, bottle rocket crossbow is probably a bad uh, example, but, like, we sell half as many Greatest American Pants as we do Librum of Divine Favors or whatever. Um, I was unsurprised in looking at the distribution of people in, in softcore versus hardcore versus aftercore. Um... Yeah, you know, like, what I would like is a way to make items that were just items that you could also use in hardcore, but I think that it we run the risk of making it so there's no difference between hardcore and softcore when we do things like that. You know, I mean, I guess in a way, like, having items that you can summon out of a tome is kind of doing that, I guess. Um you know, one of the things that you can do if you don't want to deal with the tedium of a softcore, like a really optimal softcore run, is you can try to optimize something that has fewer options, and hardcore is one of those things. You know, and I don't want to take that away from the people who enjoy it because of that, because I definitely can feel for them. Um, 
you know, but it does suck that like a month when we want to make an, a, just a piece of gear as an item of the month is just a month when we've decided we're selling, you know, we're just going to make half as much money. I guess we can start doing two items of the month on those months. Yeah. I think that we should stick with our original plan of having it be a familiar of the month. Was that our original plan? Yeah, for a while it was called Familiar of the Month. Oh. And then we went, uh, huh, you know, we should probably do, like, an item this time. Well, yeah, because the Jekyllin was the first one, right? I don't know, I'm curious enough about that to hit the wiki to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also curious enough about that to hit the wiki and see, which is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, for a while I think it even was called Familiar of the Month. Yeah, uh, so it was October, November, December, we're all familiars, and then... Oh no, wow. We went a really long way. Uh, so the sixth Mr. Store item was the Tam O'Shanter. Uh-huh. Why did I think the Jekyll and Hyde belt was the first one? The first item that went in there? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that we did the Tam, and we did the Maypole, and we did the Wax Lips, and the, that was the thing that we did in the first full year that Mr. Store existed, and we still have to fucking, every familiar, we have to write stuff for those. <laughs> You know, which is fine. It's a sentence, and it doesn't have to be a very good one, because hardly anybody sees it. Um, but yeah. Eventually, we're going to have done so much shit in Mr. Store. God, look at this fucking grid of items. Like, think about how hard it is to think of a new thing to put into Mr. Store. And then look at this grid. Look at this. Look at the number of these fucking things that we've done. Right. Uh, let's see what... How many years? One, two, three, four, five, six... Now, seven full years now, so seven times twelve is ninety-four, or eighty-four? Mm-hmm. Plus the uh, two Mr. A ones, so... Yeah. We're, we're around about a hundred. You know, it was really weird hitting a thousand effects in the effects yeah. handler. Yep. Yep, you can have all of them on at once. Somebody should do that to celebrate. Somebody who has access to all the items for what the is Facilitan complaining about? Is he complaining about? Is he complaining about jaw bruisers? No, I'm complaining about jaw bruisers. Oh, to Fusiliban. You came up with it. You're the one who came up with the jaw bruiser. I came up with the jaw bruiser. Hot stuff is the one who decided what it was going to do. Yeah, I, I came up I'm with it as an item <laughs> that was a. Somebody decided that it should be a chat effect that makes your chat unintelligible. It's awesome. Yep. You know, it's awesome, and there are few enough of them that it's it's only going to get rarer and rarer that you ever run afoul of it. And ah, oh man, it just it sucks. It sucks that something that you feel so strongly in the negative about is something that I feel so strongly in the positive about. Yeah. And that said, maybe I wouldn't feel as good about it if I couldn't get rid of all of my effects with a chat command. Right. Right. Well, I- and if we had thought of if we had thought of the thing where it went away. Uh, like it consumed turns of like every five letters that replaced with an M consumed a turn of it, say, um, then I, you know, it'd probably be less of a big deal. Yeah. But also way less funny. <sighs> I mean, I can SGEA it, but I've talked with Fusilibon about this before. And the last time he hit me with a job user, I took it away and said, yeah, don't do that. And his response was typical Fusilibon, which is a very special kind of dude. Which was, you know, well, perhaps you should have not invented this effect in the first place or chosen to make yourself immune to it if you do not enjoy having the effect. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, want me, you want me to you make you immune to it? Go fuck yourself. What's it worth to you, Mr. Skullhead? Do you want me to make it immune? 
make it immune to you. Make you immune. <laughs> make to it. it immune to you. So that happened again tonight, and I was like, you know, I don't know why I have to have this conversation twice. <sighs> huh? What do you say to a facilibon with two black eyes? <laughs> right. Uh, none. Nothing. There's a clock on the stove. Right. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. So the, the uh, Pokemon says, "Why are the gifts from Uncle Crimbo untradeable this year?" I'd really like to be able to get all three of them instead of just the one I was given randomly. Are they not tradeable? Uh, wait. Are they? Typically, I thought that we made those things tradeable, didn't we? Why do we sometimes spell bow tie as two words and sometimes as one? Because we don't have anybody keeping an eye on our consistency. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, they, these are made untradeable. I don't know, you know, probably somebody decided to do that, so we'll let them answer for it, whoever they are. Yeah, when we find that guy, we will bring him to you for a full explanation and apology. It was not particularly important that they be untradeable because I didn't know whether they were tradeable or not. Um but I didn't see anybody complaining about it, so maybe that just means nobody's playing this stupid game anymore. Should I make them tradable? I, I, I don't. No, I, don't I mean fight. no. Let's 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 ask around and see if there was some rationale for making them tradable, for right. them untradable. All um, right, that's fine. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is tradable? Radio bugbear questions. Ooh, let's do some of those. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Somebody, Deathspank says, Jick, why is? Uh, Gygax says, can you make Fuzzby a free pull from Hanks? Yes, that that I am comfortable doing right fucking now. Uh, how do you, let's see, can be Slow down, Mustang Sally. Commit changes. Uh, why does that button say commit changes? There's no fucking, there's like a, not a single serious link in any of these spindlers that goes back to the main page. It's just like it's some dumb joke in a sentence, but the the save button says commit changes. <laughs> like, like we suddenly got all fucking version control. And you have uh, such right, a fear what, of hmm? commitment that it's hard for you to press that button. <laughs> sure. Right, Janili says, I just found out about the stomp box potions, and I think maybe it should have been left in or modified to open to something else because it's funny. Uh, no, it's... God damn it. <laughs> um, Maharito says, Normally I just rush through my turns playing efficiently, but sometimes the game tech still catches my eye and scintillates in an aura of awesome. While fighting an evil olive, I noticed that in a miss message where I eat my way through a mountain of olives, it says, You like olives. It occurred to me that this sentence is needed to justify why it is a miss instead of a hit, because some people might find that really torturous. Still finding old laughs. Fix. Oh, so should I not say that that's a reference to a song? Uh, is that a reference to a song? Yeah, there's a song by Dan Byrne that goes, I spent ten whole days in Jerusalem and all I ate was olives, nothing but olives, mountains of olives. It was right, a good ten days, like I like olives. Mount Olives. Right. Like, Mount Olive is what? Something about Jesus, right? Yeah, like, it's the reason that Popeye beat up the Pope. Right. Um... Green and 72 says, no. Jaylith says, hi guys, I wanted to relay my sincere thanks and appreciation for how awesome the gifting mechanic was this Crimbo season. Being able to target anyone with gifts for a lot of the month really brought out my inner hearty heart. It was super fun to stuff <laughs> at any time based on somebody's chat activity or whatever. Anyway, great work, and I hope getting gifting or I hope gifting mechanics in the future have a similar component. Thanks for the great year. Word. Well, one of these days we're going to land on something that everybody likes, and then that's just what we'll do from then on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, Green and 72 says, Dear Jake, is the fact that the item description pop-ups don't have scroll bars intentional or just hard to code? Uh, when I have to copy-paste the entire description text to read what the enchantments are because making the window larger doesn't reach down because of my small screen, it gets a bit tedious. Yeah, yeah, that does suck. Um, we made them wider, and nobody seemed to comment on it, and I don't know if that means it didn't get pushed out properly or if just nobody noticed or whatever. Um, because like all of the not only some of them are like this but all of the items that had poems in their descriptions got cut off in a way that was really dissatisfying uh, a bunch of line breaks inserted in them mm. um, it is deliberate that they don't have scroll bars because I think you can't make it so it has a well in some browsers you can and in some browsers you can't I really don't like it when the text suddenly changes because a scroll bar appears right like if it's using all of the space in the window until the text gets taller than the window and then it shrinks the window to make room for the scroll bar like i really liked what internet explorer did with this all those years ago which was to have a grayed out scroll bar when there when you didn't need a scroll bar right i think that's just a better way of doing it but you know the browser developers at large disagreed with me um and I think at the time, that was why I made the decision that those pop-ups weren't going to have scroll bars. They also, you know, we did not imagine that they would ever be as big as they sometimes are now. But it's just like everything else. I mean, we tend to spiral everything out of the fuck control. Man, I hate doing layout. CSS. Web. Yeah, because you still code. feel like you should be able to code things simply and have them make sense. Just, well, yeah, right, and there, there are things that we, like, the, the standard way of doing things right now works, like, unless you're blind, or unless you need to be able to arbitrarily make the text larger on a web page in order to read it, or in order to have it, like, look the way that you want it to look, right? And so, like, very simple early web, like, the, the, the sort of earliest purposes of HTML was so that you could sort of... And, and CSS was an attempt to get back to that, right? It was like, all right, well, so this is a header. I'm going to say this is a header, and then I'm going to say that this is a part of the body of the thing so that, like, you can parse this using anything. But, like, that isn't actually the way anybody uses it, and so that's not the way that it evolved. And so now it's just a fucking clusterfuck nightmare. And it, it's impossible to do the simplest things if you're insisting on doing things the quote-unquote right way. So, yeah, that's why everything is just a mess of half nested tables and half it's some CSS that CD Moyer knows how to use. <laughs> um, he linked to this thing that was a story about why browser user strings are just a useless nightmare clusterfuck. <laughs> and it's like, yep, that seems like a series of decisions that a bunch of computer guys would make. Fucking computer guys, Mr. Skullhead. Yeah, can't live with them, can't live without them. Uh, let's see. Bulletproof says, why is there no check all option in the whitelist management section? Dude, I don't fucking know. How dare you? Uh, also, how often does Jick win Weird Al lookalike contests? I've never entered one of those. I wouldn't, I don't think you have that much of a, of a resemblance to Weird Al at all. I have a much rounder face than he does. And his hair is slight, his, his hair is curlier. He's Everyone. not at all Mexican either. He's not. He's not. Yeah, I don't think so. Unless he has uh, more pronounced cheekbones and a sharper chin. Yeah. And a narrower nose. 
than I do. Weird Al Yankovic is the Mexican version. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, how do you say weird in Spanish? Extraño. Extraño? Yeah, like strange. Mm, okay. Uh, Avangion Kuu says, thanks for, having, uh, thanks for leaving Crimbo Town and the diorama open another day. More time to give one last set of candy stocking gifts. More time for some massive stat gains. Much appreciated. The new familiars look amazing. Takes the old double A familiars and makes them substantially better by adding spleen and content charts. They look like must-haves. Correction, I must have them. Well, Indeed thanks, you must. Avangion uh, Hormones really likes Tickle Me Emilio. <laughs> that was uh, uh, that was driven entirely like the the function of that familiar was driven entirely by uh, the things that Emilio Estevez has said in movies uh, that were uh, considered by someone to be good enough to mark down on an IMDb quotes page. I remember that uh, the first thing when I when I when I first sat down to look and see like all right I need to go through and find things that this familiar can say. The very first thing that I found was a quote uh, from one of his characters in some movie saying. Fuck you, queer. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, there, there was also a fuck you, asshole, uh, which I think I think those are from The Breakfast Club and uh, Repo Man, respectively. Um, Emilio Estevez sure does play characters that don't like people. Yeah, it's the... Uh, I think it's the face. His face is made for, for being kind of an asshole. Yeah, just sort of uh, like... It goes from it goes from like just no expression to angry with nothing in between. Yeah, there are just some people who like their the basic layout of their face makes them good for certain parts. Like mm-hmm. Rob Lowe always plays an asshole. He's yeah, and you know, ah, uh, you know, um, what's that? What was the guy in the stand? Nick? No, not Nick. That was the singer guy. Rob Lowe in the miniseries of The Stand was not a mean guy. Huh. But he was a mute. Mm. Um, which maybe had something to do with that. <laughs> so either he, whenever he talks, he's an asshole. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Captain Spam says, I really like the new rhyming parts in the portal to discs. What I like even more about them is that some humorless jerk is going to complain about the whole thing and probably make a spreadsheet proving it hilarious. Uh, Linguini Lad says, just wanted to say I'm really impressed with the item of the month and the new two Mr. A familiars. I'm even more impressed that they rolled out on time. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Linguini Lad. Keep up the encouragement. Savalt uh, says, I ran the ASIM Twitter through the My Next Tweet generator and got several awesome results. Uh, announcement. Train, train, choo-choo train. Choo-choo train, 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 choo-choo train. Corman is. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Um... The first one that you announced, I think that 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 was just an announcement uh, quoted in its entirety. Uh, Van Jong Q says, can you have the Raffle House host some new prizes? Or better yet, some old prizes. Bet plenty of new players would love to see former Crimbo Prezies make a comeback. Nope. Not gonna do that. ACM says, I want to be able to pulverize extra barnacles. Maybe into that sand for abrading books. <laughs> um... What could you do with barnacles? You could you can eat a barnacle, right? It's probably not very good. I don't know if there's. Like, like, I mean, there's got to be some muscle in there that you can. Yeah, they're 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 like a cephalopod, right, or or something like that. They're 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 equivalent to like a. Yeah, there's a thing in there somewhere doing stuff. Or is a barnacle? A barnacle's not like coral, is it? Where it only like goes there to die. 
No, I think there is like a, a clam or oyster like thing in there. Somewhere. Do you think uh, anyone has ever said that horsicle's already out of the barnacle? I hope so. <laughs> no. You think um, uh, we need to we need to perform some science? Hand me that barnacle for my testicle. Um. What? What else? Well, no, that wouldn't be a barn anymore. Huh? Yeah, I think I fucked that up. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the barnacle and study for my testicle. Um, like Lad says, you should make the BJE the item of the month in April. I don't know what. No, 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 no. Yeah, here's a, here's an item of the month. It's a it's a potion that gives you a really annoying effect for ten turns and is consumed. Enjoy, and then all of us would be looking for work. You know. uh, Q says, so slash trade is having a bad day today. A bunch of accidents keep hitting players in that channel. Mind setting a flag to disable that sort of thing from trade? Yes, I do mind. <laughs> that's limited um, it's limited I think one person can only do it to one person per day <laughs> or one person can only do it to X people per day or something Something. Uh, Primavera Angel here says hey Scully what are you doing way over there and then points to this uh, graph about uh, the most successful comics on Kickstarter that is and, a graph uh, that makes me really happy yeah, and you didn't uh, you didn't get the most money uh, of anybody, uh, but you were uh, above average in that pack. But you definitely got the most more money than you needed of anybody. Right. It's a good thing though, because I'm finding that actually sending out all of the packages is eating up another comics worth, like printing's worth of money. Yep. So I needed at least two hundred percent to be able to pull it off. Postage is, postage is expensive. Yeah, and it just keeps getting more expensive over time. It's and it, it adds up quickly, because I, I remember doing the first one and going, oh, like a buck 45 or something, that's not too much, and then let's print 25 of those on a page. Like, oh, shit, really? And then <clears> how <throat> many of those do we need? <laughs> like 50 of those pages? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I raised, yeah, we got some. We got some return to us that you tried to send to you know either nobody or somebody with no address. Right. Ah, I bet the postman. I bet the postman knows this guy. <laughs> there was a, well, there was a stack that that I had made that included one who I just wrote the guy's name on the front because even though he gave me four hundred dollars, he wouldn't give me his address. So I was huh. waiting to hear back from him, and somehow that got put in the stack and sent. <laughs> <laughs> There's cool. like this just has like a person's first and last name on it. Yeah. Eh, you know. I feel like in some places you could get away with that. I bet there are places where if you put a first name and then and a zip code that they would know who you were talking about. And especially if it was like Aloysius or something. Yeah. Right? The zip code comprise can comprises? No. There's a word that people often use comprise in the place of, but it's incorrect. The zip code consists of a single town of 40 people. And in a town of 40 people, usually only one of them is named Aloysius. Right. Unless it's some weird Aloysius colony. They make right. them live in colonies, don't they? Yeah, they do, because they don't want other people to catch that, become an Aloysius junior. Yeah. Uh, Rage Bill XX says Crimbo Town in January. Bug, feature, or ironic statement about Uncle Crimbo hobo gear? 
Uh, none of the above. Russell Butter says, well, I haven't seen that name in a long time. Uh, greetings, Jacob, Mr. Skullhead. Any possibility of getting a scale for the bag of tricks to see how heavy it is or a way to empty it out of combat? <laughs> huh. That's a really old item of the month. I don't know, man. If anyone else asks me, then yes, I'll address that. Uh, Primavera Angel here says, for the record, the Maelstrom of Lovers is really impressively eerie. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I love all the all the art that you did for that one in particular. Oh, yeah? I mean, the art for all of that had me lolling, but uh, yeah, just the way that you managed to convey little characters in, the, in that really simplistic outline, I, I liked it. Yeah, you can definitely tell the ladies are ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you gave me a lot to work with, you know, with that excellent, excellent writing. Oh. We are on each uh, other's nuts. Yeah, we are. Uh, you know what else we are is out of questions, unless we want to read this one by Deathsbank, who writes, see more butts. Uh, thanks. Thanks, thanks Deathsbank. I will take that advice. Um, do you think we could do a longer than uh, normal music outro, or do you just want to shoot the shit about shit shoots shoot the shit about our poop shoots slowly sputter to a stop (laughs) or let's stutter for uh for a little bit i actually watched uh two other movies this weekend that on on dvd Uh, horrible bosses okay which was pretty okay i have a feeling that with both that and the change up reading the reviews of them after watching them that i would probably have been pissed to have seen them in a theater oh yeah because the reviews are just people just slamming them with as much hatred as they possibly can, and you know, like they're they're really funny, but yeah, if I had paid my average night out on a movie to see him, I probably would have been pissed. But yeah, I would see him for for like a buck or two. I saw horrible movies. Horrible movies. Horrible yeah. movies. Uh, I saw it on a boss. Uh, I saw Horrible Bosses in the theater uh, because my girlfriend was a big It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan, and so I was like, oh my god, oh my god, Charlie Day's in a movie, Charlie Day's in a movie. So we had to go see it. Um, and I remember it being pretty good. You yeah, know, what's Charlie the Day change is funny. Up? His voice just gets higher and higher and higher, though. The more upset he is. Like, that's his mm-hmm. whole deal. The change-up was Jason Bateman as a like, guy who's married with two kids, or three kids, and his oh. buddy Ryan Reynolds is a bachelor and they switch bodies. Right. Which I'm not sure how high your I expectations are when you when you read that synopsis, but mine were pretty low. Yeah, I mean and it's so you it know, it's funny. one of those things that like could be really stupid or it could not be, right? I mean I mean it was also uh, you know, kind of stupid, but you know, I didn't go into it expecting it to be like a, a riveting exploration of some gender norms and yeah, whatever. The uh, the last movie I saw in a theater was actually Edward Scissorhands. Um, How did that work? Uh, it was at the little. Uh, there was that theater that was down. I don't know if you saw it during Con. Uh, it was a few doors down from Con. Hmm. Um, like a little art theater that they opened that had. One time when we went there to see a movie, they had maybe eighteen seats. Um, and this this time they they went out of business, like places like that will. Uh, and they announced it a few days ahead of time and was like, yep, so tonight's uh, showing of Edward Scissorhands is going to be uh, one of the last movies that we show here. Huh. And so we got tickets for that and went to see it. And it was good. It was just in like a strip mall building, you know, uh-huh. like a down like a downtowny kind of building. And so the screen was not very big and like 
anyone who stood up or was tall cast a shadow on it huh. and stuff. You know, like it was just it would have been nice to have a little art house theater, right? You know, it's and it's it's always it makes me happy when people are like, Oh, I want there to be a place where you can you know, where we can show movies that you would never see yeah. or whatever. But you just like you can't you can't stay around as a business like that. Like you can do that if you already made a bunch of money doing something else and you decided to fund it as a vanity project. Right. I mean, it's sort of equivalent to just like, oh, I'm just going to set up a room in my house where people can come over and watch movies. You know, yeah. but it's like for, for anything that like anything that you do, that's like, oh, I'm going to give people a chance to see the things that aren't popular enough to have made any money. <laughs> you know, you, you just it's it's it like, uh, I don't know. I'm not like I'm certainly not happy that they went under, but I'm not even a little bit surprised. Hmm. You know, and is, I, and I just—it yeah. also was only open for like six months, and so they were like, "This was a this was like years of work to do this," and I feel like the general thing. I mean, I don't know because I got super lucky in starting the only business that I ever started, right? Yeah. To, to just have never like there was never a period where I had to like come up with some money to get it going, whereas they had to get a building and set up projection equipment and put seats in there and you know, like build a concession stand and and everything. Like, it doesn't seem to me, like, to me, the way that a guy would go about starting a business is to think, well, most businesses don't get profitable for a couple of years. And so in getting the money together to do this, I should get enough money together to be able to operate for a couple of years without making a profit. Yeah. Right? It doesn't seem like a place should be able to go out of business within six months of opening unless something really unexpected happened. Yeah. But you maybe know, like, what was really unexpected was that people didn't come out and watch movies with them. Yeah, because you... I mean, maybe this is easier for me because I don't believe that anything that I do has any value. Um, <laughs> but I feel like you kind of have to plan with the expectation that people aren't going to, yeah. you know, and, and make sure that you have enough of a cushion to, like you know use the feedback from the people that do come in to like try and expand it or like you know get them to talk about it on facebook or whatever that's yeah i don't know that's it's it, it made me a little sad you know like that steampunk store went out of business too and it's like i went in there and i was like you know i can imagine buying maybe ten dollars worth of stuff here in a year <laughs> and and i am one of i imagine a fraction of a percent of people who would ever even walk into this place yeah, you know, and then it's just like I don't know, man. Downtown Mesa seems like the wrong place to try and start a little miniature nerd cultural revolution. Anyway, I don't know. They have that comic shop that seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah, do you think? I mean, I'm expecting that place to go out of business any day now because hmm. it hasn't been open that long, and I don't know. I would have thought that after Atomic Comics went under, that. The, uh, it would have been really good for the other little comic shops but when I went in and talked to that guy about it during con he was like and he was like actually it just kind of sucks because now there's nowhere that you can go to get first run comics because Atomic had the only deals with the distributors and it was taking a bunch of time for anybody else to get in on that which huh. who even knows how distribution works hey I know if we ever make a comic book let's just do it totally fucking independently yeah, let's just distribute it uh, individual copies at a time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I will be mailing you a box of them this week. I think. Sweet. That's the goal. Oh, all right. Hey, we limped along, and we're now at ten o'clock. So we will see you next week, everybody. Bye, everybody.